as entrepreneurs, we struggle with how do we make that big difference? And we've got capital, we've got all these resources. But one of the most important things that we all have a finite amount is time. Each of us has 168 hours. That's it per week that we can allocate. We have a challenge, each and every one of us. How do we use our time so effectively so that we can accomplish all we want, both personally and professionally, as well as leaders of our entrepreneurial organizations? How can we help our teammates, all stakeholders, be even more productive with their time? Well, today I've got a special treat for you. I have one of the top experts in I don't know if I want to call it time management, but how to, and I'll use her title of her book, How to Invest Time Like Your Money. How to Invest Your Time Like Your Money. This is so powerful because what happens is most of us are successful kind of unconsciously. We're not as effective as we could be in achieving all that's important. And Elizabeth Saunders is here with us. She is best-selling author, She's an entrepreneur CEO, just like yourself, and she's also a regular contributor to Forbes, Harvard Business Review, many other publications as an expert in this. I found her work invaluable. You will too. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Elizabeth, I am very, very excited to get together with you. I've, I had the privilege of reading your book, and you have inspired me to be even more effective. And I want to share your message with my fellow entrepreneurs. Well, fantastic. I'm delighted to be here today, and I'm really glad you enjoyed my book. Well, Elizabeth, you know, when I, you know, I, think of time management and you know using your time really effectively I always think it's going to be an older person that's kind of got the gray <laughs> hair or like myself not much hair you you really got at it very young and I, I want to go before we go into you know how you're going to help each of us become even more productive because you're you're brilliant at this I mean you really are remarkable what I I want to do is how did you you know I mean did you wake up at you know the classic five uh, at the age of five and said, you know, mom, dad, I'm going to be really efficient for the rest of my life and effective <laughs> at everything I do. Or how did you get into this? Well, I like to say I was on the, the career fast track. Um, so what happened is my initial career plans for my life when I was 14 was I wanted to be editor of Better Homes and Gardens. And so I was a woman on a mission and positioned myself where in college I could study magazine journalism, interior architecture and business and start interning at the Better Homes and Gardens website by the time I was a freshman in college. So this was this was serious business. and. During those four years of school, I had the opportunity to work at multiple corporations, um, to work at a small business, and to just get a lot of exposure to different sorts of companies. I also got exposure to something you don't expect to get exposure to prior to graduating from college, and that was my senior year. I was, as, as can be expected in the situation, 
very much focused on getting that dream job in home decorating. And I put myself in place. So I got hired to work for a few decorating magazines at the same company that publishes Better Homes and Gardens and was hired in February of my senior year with the intent of I'd start part-time and then go full-time a year after, excuse me, not a year after, a week after college graduation. And so I thought I had it made, you know, this is my plan since I was 14 years old and all my hard work and dedication. And at that point, I would say time management, not necessarily time investment was Mm -hmm. paying off. I had put in my dues and done everything I could to be successful professionally. Well, six weeks after I signed the contract and got started, I got called into the office and got laid off. So it was welcome to the real world. Here's your severance package. And I got paid more in severance than ever I got paid actually doing the job. So at the grand age of 21, I had this big reality check about what really matters in life and also what lasts. And when I had the privilege of going to outplacement classes, I sat in this room with these people that had spent 20, 30, 40 years at organizations. And the biggest sense they had was this sense of betrayal that they had put all this time in, they had sacrificed what was important to them. And then when it was no longer convenient for them to be employed at this organization, they were let go. And so that was really the foundation at a very young age and the very beginning of my career before I started a business, which I did a year later, was to really see you need to be clear on what your priorities are. You need to be clear on what's really going to last and invest in those so that no matter what happens, you won't have regrets. It's a, you know, one of the things I'm out in Silicon Valley is that we want to fail quickly. We want to learn Mm -hmm. from mistakes. You got it right away. Yeah. (laughs) I, at the time, I thought it was the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. To be completely honest, I was like, I can't believe I just got laid off. But looking back, it gave me the courage to say what was right for me, whether that was setting priorities around my time or whether that was starting a business and being an entrepreneur, which I've done for almost 10 years. Yeah. And and I think that's, that's the amazing, I mean, it, it really is great. We all, very few turning points in life that we make, you know, big success are positive. <laughs> They're usually almost <laughs> all we hit, some type of bottom, and then we go out. And what it reminds me of, uh, Elizabeth, we have a, uh, uh, I have a very good friend, uh, Dan Sullivan from Strategic mm-hmm. Coach. And mm-hmm. when he talks about entrepreneurship, what he talks about is that as entrepreneurs, we're looking for freedom. And the first freedom is freedom from time. And we're going to talk a lot about that today because that's so important. Second is freedom of money, uh, because you know, I mean, you think of the corporate setting. You're one, you know, dream job, right place, right time. You read the book. I mean, your backgrounds. I mean, it couldn't be more perfect for that. And you know, and and then the money would take care of itself, but then it doesn't. And then freedom of relationship, freedom of purpose. All those four freedoms are really why most people are entrepreneurs. And what happens though, I think so often, and and that's why you're here, really. And why you have a great business is that 
that first freedom, freedom of time, uh, I remember one of the fellows I was telling me that I should start my own business because you get to work part time. He didn't tell me that it's, you know, 12 hours a day, you know, half time versus <laughs> full time. And, and it's so, only, only half a day. Yeah. And it's so easy to, as you start, particularly as you start having success, to right. not have success with this freedom of time. That becomes an illusion. And then if you don't have freedom of time, it's hard to build the, the money relationship and purpose. So this is really the foundation freedom that's so critical. I want to dive in then because the first chapter in your book is uh, taking control of your time and your life. And, you know, this is one that everyone that's an entrepreneur, really probably every person at times feels overwhelmed. They don't have control over their life, and it's, it's a terrible feeling. And particularly as an entrepreneur, we're responsible for all these different stakeholders. How do we go about if any of our you know, successful entrepreneurs are feeling at that point now or you know, just taking control at this? Absolutely. So um, in regards to taking control of your time in your life, first and foremost, you need to have an ownership mindset. And I know that might sound strange because you're thinking, well, I am the owner, I'm an entrepreneur. But so often people give up their power in regards to their time and they make their business a much worse boss than they would ever work for in the corporate world or somewhere else. And so that is the very first element to success in all of this because if you don't believe that you can be successful and work a reasonable number of hours, you won't. And you'll find plenty of ways to keep yourself busy. Yeah. Which leads to, you know, another really key element of taking control of your time in your life is that you need to disconnect success from suffering. And this was really interesting when I was in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey because I was very young and you can have a tendency when you're young and inexperienced to think that you need to listen to people that are much more experienced than you about how things are done. And to a certain extent, that is true. And I have a great respect for people who have decades of experience doing certain things. But one of the things that really made me different when I started my first business before I was doing time coaching and training was I chose to ignore some of the advice from people who had gone before me. And some of that was regarding, you need to put in your dues and it's gonna be really hard and you have to work crazy hours and this is just how it is. And because of my own personal definition of success, which involves not only being successful professionally, but also having time for my personal life, I decided from the beginning, this doesn't work for me. If I can't have a business that also supports my personal life, I don't feel like a success. And I'm going to find a way to do this without making myself suffer in terms of my time. Yeah, I, I think that's so powerful. I, I, I started in the financial services industry and I've been in it for most of my life. And that was, you know, you're, you're basically taught that you have to put in an unbelievable amount of hours and time and so on. And and you found pretty quickly in, in the research of both what we're doing with entrepreneurs and financial advisors and the affluent, it, it, there isn't an exact equation of time and money. I mean, there, there's plenty of people putting in you know, well over 60 hours, uh, 80 hours a week, and they're just not having success. And, 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 and it doesn't, I, I mean, 
simple and elegant is <laughs> something mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. we've got to be thinking about. I love the ownership mindset is that we have the ability to have control. I mean, taking control of your own calendar so mm-hmm. that, you know, people, I, I remember when I was uh, uh, very senior at a, you know, a company that went public and I was an EVP and CEO of a division, I had four assistants out in front in my door. I don't think there ever was a li- not a line out in front of it. And <laughs> You're the, Mr. Popular. Well, yeah, it, it was anything, kind of the opposite of high school type thing. And, and the, the problem was is I wasn't very productive. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I really started making those changes. It's, it's, it's so critical. So, I mean, this is great. That ownership mindset, success doesn't require suffering, and we can make that conscious decision. What about you talk about identifying your time debt? What, what does that mean? Because that that's not a term we use a lot. Absolutely. So the thing that happens when you feel stressed out and overwhelmed, like you don't have enough time, is that there's a disconnect between the expectations that you have of yourself and the actual amount of time you have to invest or spend on any of those expectations. So for example, if we translate this to a financial analogy, you could decide that you wanna buy a lot of different things, whether that's buying a new house, buying a new car, furnishing your home, buying a new computer, whatever it is that you think you might need or want. However, if you look at your bank account um, or your credit card limit, depending on your your um, thoughts regarding that, you have to see whether or not you have the financial resources available to actually purchase those items. Otherwise, you can't buy them. Well, the same thing is true with your time. So often people think if I put it on a to-do list, it should be able to get done. It's almost as if like the the simple act of writing something on a project list or thinking of a great idea makes it something that should be doable and that you need to hold yourself accountable to. But the reality is that there's a limited amount of time in a day for you personally to spend on things. So that's 24 hours in a day and we've got seven days in a week. So when you're thinking about your time, you need to go through some calculations. In my book, I go in depth about exactly how to do this, but as a kind of general overview, number one, you need to think about self-care. So taking time to sleep, taking time to exercise, time with family, time with friends. You need to think about the more or less maintenance activities that need to be done for your life or business. And then you can think about the other projects that you want to get done. And as you start to do those calculations, oftentimes what you'll realize is that the amount of time you have versus your expectations of what will get done are entirely different. And that's what causes the stress. Because if you have enough time to pay for the activities that you want to do, such as getting a project done, having a website redesign, you know, working on getting more clients, then you're fine. You're not stressed. You're, you're in balance. But it's when those expectations are unrealistic that you're in time debt more or less overdrawn. And that's what creates all the stress because you put a goal into your, into your life or into your business that you can't possibly achieve because you don't have the time to pay for it. Now this is, I, to me, this is one that as successful entrepreneurs, we fall prey to a lot because we've worked really hard. We got to you know, have successful businesses going. 
and we want to start scaling up, really accelerating the success. Mm -hmm. And you know, by the very nature, because we're already successful, more opportunities come. Right. And they're hard to say no, and that po you know of saying no is just um, it's a problem. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. it's a big problem because. You know, the, the next shiny new thing, as well as uh, the big, you know, worth in some cases hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars or more. And what, what's helped me, and this uh, comes from your work, is creating, you know, a base schedule because so some of these concepts become, uh, geez, we know we only have 168 hours, 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. We know we're going to get all these opportunities. But it's yeah, you know, we'll get to it, and we put the to-do list, and we make it too long, <laughs> exactly. and so so once it's we, on the list, it's on the yeah, list. Yeah, get, we'll get to it, and we'll figure out a way because we're real talented, and we're we're always willing to be a little scra scrappy and get it done. But what I love about a base schedule is then all of a sudden when we start, because we really don't have all those hours. You started talking about some of the self-care things, the projects, quality of life parts that we want. You get that base schedule and it becomes really obvious, okay, what are, where are the open items? And so how, how do you recommend we put this base schedule together? Great. Well, yes, the base schedule is more or less like a, a general t budget for your time. So it gives you a sense of what time is pre-allocated to certain items and what time is available for you to use in other ways. So I always recommend that people start with self-care, which I know is the inverse of what most entrepreneurs like to do. They're like, oh, I can sleep later, I can sleep later. But research has shown if you are sleep deprived, you are dramatically less productive and you also can have a lot of negative impact on your health so i care about you enough to encourage you to sleep so how you start out put in time for sleep put in time for some physical activity even if it's 30 minutes three times a week and put in time for the basic things you need to maintain your key relationships. For some people, that's family. For other people, it's friends, uh, professional contacts, or simply spending time alone. And why that's so important is that because as entrepreneurs, it can be so easy to get so wrapped up in your business that you forget about the things outside of your business that do support you and are so important and will be there for you no matter what if you invest in them. So that's where you start. And I recommend for people that tend to have no boundaries with their time to literally put that into your calendar and just put it as a recurring event. Uh, I, that, I, I found Elizabeth that if I don't put it in as a reoccurring event, it's mm -hmm. not a reoccurring event. So I, mm -hmm. I yeah. schedule out you know, down to the 15 minute in mind Wonderful. only Wonderful. because I have to because it, it seems like if I don't, then it gets sucked off to something that's usually a lower priority for me. Right, exactly. And it's, that's why you need to put in the proverbial big rocks first. Then from there, as you're looking at your time within your business, um, working on your business or in your business, whichever way you like to, to look at it, you need to look at what are kind of the key elements of the items that you do, whether that's email, meetings that you do, strategic planning, projects that you're responsible for, find out what those are and think about what's the ideal allocation of your time. So very similarly to if you're looking at 
the allocation of funds within some sort of investment portfolio, there's some sort of general ideal allocation of your time in terms of your business. Once you figure that out, you can then block in how that time will generally look so that you have a sense of the parameters for each type of your work. So you might have some time blocked out for email, some time blocked out for managing the people working for you, some time blocked out for projects. That way you have a basic sense of the overall allocation and then on a daily or weekly basis, you can plug in whatever are the key activities. And the whole idea behind this is we want to create a structure that gives you a sense of those boundaries. You may be someone that still works 60 or 70 hours a week. That's completely fine. There's not necessarily a perfect number of hours for you to work, but we want to make sure that with your base schedule, there is time for your priorities and you're considering that allocation instead of just reacting or responding to what's coming at you. No, and, and that, that's been really helpful because I have six primary goals that I want to accomplish this year. And by having scheduled in time, not only early in the morning that I'm just reviewing the goals, but later kind of there's a time where I'm I'm most productive in the morning. I allocate that I'm going to work, you know, advance each of them a little bit. And it, that's just been really very, very effective. And awesome. you know, so I want to thank you for that. Let, let's welcome. go to um, you talk about automatic time investments and you know, how do we make that work as entrepreneurs? Because, you know, we've, okay, we've got now, you've gone ahead. We, we know we're going to have that control, that mindset. We want to be effective. We've uh, identified all these challenges that we have and so on, but we're ready to go and we've got the base schedule in place. How do we become even more productive? Absolutely. So all of the things that regularly occur in your life, you want to turn into habits or routines. And the reason for this is that they will then become your path of least resistance and you won't even need to think about it. So for example, I have some coaching clients who get up and exercise first thing in the morning. So they're automatically investing that 30 to 60 minutes in their health and they don't need to think about it. There's no time, they don't have to think throughout the day, oh, when am I going to exercise? Or when is this going to fit in? Or decide when it's going to happen. It's simply there. The same thing can be true with your key business priorities. Like you were just saying, you put in time in the morning to advance your big goals. Mm -hmm. And by putting that in on a recurring basis and committing to making that a habit, you make it literally effortless to get that done. So with as many things as possible, you want to set up those habits or routines so it simply happens without you having to think when it's going to happen or how you'll do it. For things that can't necessarily be scheduled on a daily or weekly recurring basis, the routines of daily and weekly planning help you to make sure that you're fitting them in. So if on a weekly basis, you're reviewing those six goals that you have and deciding which ones you specifically want to move forward, which days or emphasize more or less, then you're making sure that how you're allocating your time is aligned with your priorities. Or when you do daily planning, that's an opportunity for you to make it automatic to recalibrate and make sure that whatever's on your calendar is still a reflection of what's most important to you. So on a high level, make as many things as possible habits. On the 
other level, you want to have your daily and weekly planning in place mm -hmm. so that you can adjust and recalibrate for those more one-off activities. No, it really, I mean, it is, you know, putting things together automatically to me has just been so powerful because what's going on is that, yeah, I mean, it's just there, you know, and I like exercising in the morning mainly because if I haven't woken up, I like the exercise more. I mean, if I wait until the end of the day, the day seems to intrude. And if I schedule yeah. it late, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't happen. And so, you know, this is where one of the things here at AES Nation and, you know, Elizabeth is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on. She's so remarkable at this is that what we want to be is successful on purpose and not leave things to chance. And one of the biggest freedoms as entrepreneurs we all want is the foundation is time, but we don't treat it as a scarce resource that it is. And, and it's the foundation for all, you know, and kind of wrapping up this section, what, what, how would you recommend that the entrepreneurs uh, maximize their return on investment? We're big on return on investment. This is, you know, some great ideas here, but how can we even magnify it more? Absolutely. So as you just said, time is literally your scarcest resource. You can't have more of your own time in any given day. So when you've got the basics in order of deciding what's important, setting out your routines, having your base schedule, if you want to take things to the next level, you need to start looking at what's in a true investment activity in your calendar, in your schedule. And as you are advancing in your business and growing, what this is changes. And I think this is one of the biggest problems for entrepreneurs as they're scaling up their business is that they don't realize how much they need to let go. <laughs> because when you start out and there's maybe just you and maybe one other person, there are going to be certain activities that are high value and high return on investment. Maybe let's say you're working on some sales or some deals that are a few thousand dollars or, or $10,000 at most. As you build up your business, you want to have the ability to work on larger items like 100,000 or million dollar deals. And what that will require you to do is to start recognizing, okay, what are the activities that have a lower return on investment, whether it's certain clients that you're working with, certain just administrative tasks that you're doing, and either stop doing them or hire other people to do those tasks for you. In my book, I talk about the investment, neutral, and optimize activities. So the optimizer things like answering your email, doing bookkeeping, administrative tasks. As you grow, you want to hire other people to do those for you as much as possible. The neutral activities have a one-to-one -one ratio. So you put in a certain amount of time or effort and you get the same amount back. There are some of those you're always going to need to do in your business. But once again, if you can delegate those or minimize those, that then leaves, leaves you with the most time for investment activities. So that will be your business development, that will be your sales, that will be putting together proposals, whatever it is that's really going to drive the revenue of the business and take things to the next level. So you want to just not manage your time, but really invest it in those highest level activities. And that requires you letting go of a lot of the activities with less value, which 
will be uncomfortable if you're used to having a lot of control and you tend to be a perfectionist, but the only way for you to grow is to maximize your time in the areas where you can really bring forward your business success. I think this is probably for all entrepreneurs at every level. This is one of the biggest. And I always think of it as there's $10 work, $100 work, $1,000 work, $10,000, $100,000, maybe even a million an hour. And what we do in the beginning is entrepreneurs, as you said, we, we do everything. And then you know, progressively have more success. What we want to be able to do is delegate that either internally or externally. I mean, the today's technology has made that so easy to do. And those unique things that we do well, whatever it is, you should you know, certainly be doing the $1,000, 10000 or 100000 or more. And your book does a great job of that. And let me use that as a segment, which is the book of the day. And you got to recommend your own book. And tell us a little bit about what's in the book and how, you know, how they could use us, your fellow entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to discuss how to invest your time like money. And in that book, you'll hear a deep dive into the concepts that we talked about. So for example, if you're wondering, am I in time debt right now? There's a step-by-step -step formula for you to figure that out and also figure out where you need to make cuts so that you can get back to a balanced budget. If you were thinking that base schedule sounds amazing, I'd like to have one of my own. Once again, there's step by step exactly how to implement this into your life and also tips about setting up your automatic time investment and maximizing your time ROI. And the best part about this book is it's short. So it's a grand total of 63 pages, an excellent investment of your time. And if you're someone that always struggles with finishing books, by the time you get to the point, you usually quit, you'll be done with my book. So you can't well, leave. And, and it's, it's short on purpose. It's the brevity. Mm -hmm. You have done a great job of bringing it all together, which is so powerful because, you know, there's no reason a lot of people feel that you need a 200 page or you know, or 700 page book. I only want as much as I need to advance the subject and you've done it exceptionally well. Let's go to the next Thank segment, you. which is the application of the day. Elizabeth, on your smartphone, what's an application you use that helps you and maybe your coaching clients and will help our fellow entrepreneurs be even more successful? So on my phone, I really enjoy using Evernote. And one of the ways that I find it most valuable is for capturing all those wonderful ideas I have all the time, which I'm sure you have also as, as my fellow entrepreneurs. And why this is so helpful is I want to have a place to write down everything I'm thinking about, ideas, thoughts, reference, without cluttering up my calendar or cluttering up my to-do list. My calendar is sacred territory. If it gets on my calendar, I'm expecting to do that. If I put something on a to-do list, it's something I wanna get done. Whereas Evernote provides a place for me to capture all of those thoughts I have where I can easily search for it, but not make it into something I'm committing to do and muddying the waters between actionable items and items that are more thoughts or ideas. Yeah, no, I, and I, I love uh, Evernote. I, I'm a, a PC guy, so I use uh, OneNote as well. But I mean, these are free-flowing ability to organize thoughts and you know save them for a different time, resource, mm -hmm. or totally searchable. 
is one of the best tools for computers I've ever seen for getting organized because most of us, if left to our own device, would have stuff spread out all over the place. <laughs> now you can in a very organized fashion. The computer just organizes it for yes. you. Yes. Let, exactly. Let's go to the next one, uh, resources. And, uh, you know, you have, as a matter of fact, let me pull up your website. And as I open up the website, uh, it goes, I have a little dialogue, three-time truth, even smart people will miss. Tell us what's on the website and, you know, by uh, putting their names in, how they're going to get information, what else they might want to look at on the website. Absolutely. So three time truths, even smart people miss is a video training that you can receive by going to my website, putting in your email and following that you'll also receive time investment tips for me where I share my musings about what I'm learning, what's happening in the world of time investment and people love this newsletter. I literally get thank you emails all the time for the fact that I'm publishing it. So you will love it too. And if you're looking for information where you can simply learn and grow, I have a couple of different places where there's resources. One is my blog where you'll find hundreds and hundreds of blog articles on this topic. You can easily search for that. Another is there's also a press page. And again, you'll find hundreds of articles that I've written on this topic. They're all free. I've published everywhere from Harvard Business Review to Inc. to Forbes to Time and many, many, many other locations. So pretty much if you have a time investment problem you need solved, I've probably written an article for you. If one of our successful entrepreneurs wants to reach out for some personal coaching, how does that work, Elizabeth? Absolutely. So I have a get one-on-one -on -one support page on my website. And if you go to the bottom of that, you can fill out a form with your information and then you will be contacted to set up an initial consultation. And it's really important to me that it actually is a consultation. I'm completely committed to really getting clear on what your challenges are and if I'm the right solution. If I am, fantastic, would love to work with you. And then if I'm not, I'm very transparent about that so you can find out what is the best fit for you. Uh, thank you, Elizabeth. Let me do the, I've been taking a bunch of notes. I got a couple pages here. Let me do the key takeaways. I, I look at it and I think you, the very first we talked about taking control of your time uh, and your life. And, and so much of it, as Elizabeth said, was the ownership mindset that you have the opportunity to control and to recognize that we can have simple and elegant lives. We don't have to suffer through this. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're used to being ground up a little bit. You don't need to be. We want to build, you know, simple and elegant businesses that you know, make a difference in the world for all the stakeholders, including yourself and your own enlightened self-interest. And second was to identify, you know, what are the time debts? You know, we, so you're not getting disconnected along the way. Create the base schedule would be number three. Four, and, and I, actually, I don't want to go too quick on this. This base schedule, to me, has been really the most helpful because once I've created that, then I can still let team members come in, but they now know what time frames that they can do rather than everybody coming in at once or my clients and so on. So it really allows flexibility, and it forces me I have open time now to work on our most uh, most important mm -hmm. projects. And then setting up the automatic time 
investment. You know, I'm a financial guy, so asset allocation I really understand. And making this happen so that it's automatic is, you know, we get caught up in the emotion of the day, whether it's investments or our time, we can make very bad decisions. We don't want to do that. And certainly maximize your return on investment. You know, do those high value things that only you can do that are going to propel the business like crazy. You know, Elizabeth, I really appreciate your insights. Not only I, I love the book, I encourage everybody to go out and get it. Uh, the insights that you shared with us on the podcast today, all the, the transcription, I encourage everybody to go to aesnation.com, get your transcription, the show notes, every link that Elizabeth and I talked to will be there. Uh, definitely take her up on reading her book. And if you want some of that personal attention, I mean, this is the return on investment is huge. And you want to do it before too long because she's going to be way too busy to take any individual clients <laughs> going forward. So with that, Elizabeth, thank you. Everyone out there, let's go out and execute. Make a difference. Your clients, your future clients, your teammate. And with this one, your family, everybody's counting on you. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs aesnation.com